0: do not be anxious that that anxious and that worry that's a sin you know it's okay to be concerned there's a big difference between being concerned and worrying i think we can be concerned about the future and what's going to happen but all of us worrying and being
1: anxious about it um, that's not going to do anything it's not going to do any good for that you know since it is in the way that we're thinking what is it that i'm thinking about what am i allowing to get in my life what am i allowing to get into my crawl and how do i stop it because sometimes yeah. it's stopping it before it starts like in other words you, you feel a panic attack coming on it'd be it would be good to know how to slow that down to stop oh, that yeah. before that because you okay i know right now i'm feeling stressed i need to go take a walk i'm bill McMinn, senior pastor of Beagleville bible church And this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. And we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church, you will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. All right, welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn. Along with me is Adam Page, both pastors of Digable Bible Church. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about was just anxiety in general. Now, as we were talking just before we started the show, uh, there's a difference at times between anxiety that a person goes through, they feel stressed out, they're anxious, versus mental illness. Mental illness, we'll try to put some stuff in that people can kind of go and look and find help and put some resources out there. But according to statistics, and I've seen this multiple places, by the way. There are, in the United States, this anxiety affects 40 million, 18 and older, 18% of the population. Now, I wouldn't classify all of it. You know, someone's anxious, you're mentally ill, I wouldn't say that. I think, no, anxiety is something a lot of us have struggled with, and we've kind of gone through those different things. But obviously, a lot of people are going through it. According to Time Magazine, safety, health, finances seem to be the greatest sources of anxiety. Uh, 68% of the respondents said, keeping myself and my family safe and my health made them either somewhat or extremely anxious. 67% said paying bills or expenses. Uh, politics and interpersonal relationships were 56 and 48%. So people are thinking about a lot of things. And then there's that verse where in Psalm 94, and it's 18 through 20, David says, When my foot is slipping, your unfailing love, Lord, supported me. When my anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. And I, I think the foot slipping and then anxiety it's just great within me Mm -hmm. my anxiety my anxious thoughts these thoughts that my mind is disturbed it literally meant disturbing thoughts and I think for anxiety a lot of people that are experiencing that this their thinking is disturbed I mean they're concerned about whatever it is yeah I think in today's
0: society it's It's different uh, than it has been um, ever before with the way we have social media and Twitter and the way you get information now and the way you get news that it's not just waiting for the six o'clock news, it's immediate and you know it from around the world. So it's kind of all coming at once and it kind of numbs you, I think, and it makes you anxious about the time that's coming up. Um, I don't know anybody that's not too anxious about the election or COVID and all these different things that are coming up. So we kind of have to go back to the word of God, something that's firm, that's foundational, that we can really hold on to in a world that does cause us to be anxious, that does cause us to worry about what's going on in the next steps.
1: Right. I was just trying to think, you know, with what kind of thoughts are plugging Americans today? I was politics, COVID, crime, finances, uh, relational breakups, measuring up. You know, I think some people just trying to measure up, just trying to keep up with the Joneses is going to do it, uh, finances. So I try to think, you know, what are, you know, what are those things that people are tending to think about? And people will think about what if, what if, what if my used to tell me, son, you can't, what if yourself to death? Cause then yeah. you're thinking, well, what if I get attacked? What if someone breaks in the house? What if yeah. I have a heart attack? What if I have, and you started thinking about these, what if possibilities that are extremely unlikely. Yeah. And then you kind of get panicked about stuff. And I've, I have gone through panic attacks. I have had anxiety before it's super scary. And I would say that the, the fear was real. What I was fearing was not real. It wasn't rational. It wasn't because it did not in fact happen. It wasn't going to happen, but I thought it would. Yeah. So I'm fearing something that's not in fact there, but the fear that I felt was extremely real. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that there is serious fear that
0: can come about. And I I don't know if, This might date me a little bit, but if you go back to 2001 after uh, 9-11 happened, if you remember, they would continually put the terrorist level at like orange or red or whatever. And you didn't know what was going to happen, when, and as soon as that changed colors, it was like everybody got a little bit anxious, a little bit more worried. And it it was a maybe, it was a possibly like you were talking about. Um, and we have to put ourselves on a firm foundation.
1: Well, no, if you want to date ourselves, I mean, I could talk about, you know, being worried that Russia was going to send a nuclear bomb into America because they made movies about it. They talked yeah. about it. The threat was real. It was in the Cold War. And that you'd, yeah. have, you'd dream about that kind of stuff. It's like, what if, a, what if they send a nuclear atomic missile at the United States yeah. and it detonates? What's going to happen to us? And they made movies to make sure you knew what was going to happen to you mm-hmm. if that happened. So, yeah, I mean, some of that kind of stuff. But, again... Yeah. It never happened. It, it never transitioned. And I think a lot of the things, the things that we fear are going to happen really don't. But one of, you know, as far as solutions go, to, to me and in my life, prayer is definitely part of the solution. And it said in Psalm 139, starting with 21, do I not, Lord, I I can't stand those who hate you. I abhor those who are in rebellion. I don't have anything but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, know my heart. Test and know my anxious thoughts, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I think David was trying to distinguish himself between, look, uh, there's a whole group of people who don't love you, don't follow you, don't listen, and are doing a bunch of stuff they shouldn't be doing. I mean, oftentimes a very violent culture. And so he's saying, I'm not that. Yeah. But test my anxious thoughts because he didn't want to do those things. And he realized, he goes, Lord, there are times when I have disturbing thoughts within me but it was somehow connected. If you look at the context, got to see if there's an offensive way. If I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing, I don't want to do it. And I think sometimes anxiety comes because we're just doing stuff we shouldn't be doing.
0: Yeah. I think it's that continual worrying that we can get into and, and then kind of being a worry wart about things. I like Philippians 4, uh, 4 6 through 8 when it tells us to not be anxious, that that anxious and that worry, that's a sin. You know, it's okay to be concerned. There's a big difference between being concerned and worrying. I think we can be concerned about the future and what's going to happen, but all of us worrying and being anxious about it, um, that's not going to do anything. It's not going to do any good for that. Um, We can be concerned about it, you know, about what's going to happen, but we need to come to God in prayer and say, God, I trust you and that you're sovereign and you're in control.
1: Yeah, one of your comments just comes out of... uh that you made like it doesn't really do anything it's not productive to worry yeah it's not productive to be anxious and that's exactly what jesus said when he was talking about look at the birds of the air yeah they don't they don't have to plant seeds they don't have to harvest they don't have to store anything in a barn but god takes care of them and then who by worrying can add a single inch to your height or an hour to your life yeah it doesn't it's counterproductive to be worried about stuff because it doesn't really actually help you get any further. Now, fear—if a bear is chasing you—might help you to run faster. <laughs> I'll give you that, but a lot of times it doesn't. And so, what I've done—the other verse you brought up was the Philippians four: yeah. "Don't be anxious about anything, but prayer." And I know for me, if i have awakened in the middle of the night and you know my mind's going on stuff, that I'll pray to God about it. Yeah. And when I when I talk to God about it, and I take like He says, "Cast your anxieties upon Me," because I care about you. And when I take that anxiety. And I lift it up there to God and I hand it over to my heavenly dad. He's got it. I don't need to worry about it. I find myself drifting off to sleep.
0: Yeah. I think giving over that burden to him, you know, and uh, taking that yoke, you know, that he has. uh, I think one of the things that, like you were saying, in Matthew six of really looking at that and, you know, that we don't have to worry about tomorrow. He says, he's got that, you know, that if we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you know, all these things will be added unto us, you know, and those things that we maybe not all of our wants, but our needs that he will take care of us, you know? And so we don't have to worry about the what ifs all the time, but realizing that God does have us in this situation.
1: I think too, your belief system is absolutely critical. So, again, I mean, we're in here at a point talking about prayer and coming to God. The belief that there is a God, the belief that God cares about you, the belief that God will, if you ask him about things, he's going to help you out. I think that all of those things that, that we look at help us because my belief system and what I'm really trusting in is critical. If I have to always put uh, trust in myself, That might give me some anxiety because I realize at times, well, man, I don't always know what to say or what to do, Mm -hmm. and maybe I don't have the right words. And I realize constantly I'm always coming to God. God, hey, can you help me do this? God, you know, give me strength. And so that belief system to me helps to keep anxieties at bay Mm -hmm. because I'm trusting God. Not saying that I don't ever fret something or something doesn't ever get in my brain and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about it, but I know my belief system's critical. So I think prayer's part of it. I think, too, just putting your... Faults on the right things. In uh, Colossians 3, it says, Since you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on earthly things. And a lot of times we get caught up in things that are here and now. Here yeah. and now, like you said, Jesus Christ said, don't, don't worry about tomorrow, just worry about right this day. You know, I mean, not the stuff that's way off in the future. And Jesus Christ is saying, man, just set your mind on me. And I think that what you set your mind on is really critical. Uh, there was an article I read and it was talking about rumination as being one type of anxiety where people will wake up in the middle of the night and they'll be thinking about stuff. Yeah, And it'll, a thought will get into their head like something bad's going to happen. Uh, something bad is going to happen to one of my kids. Uh, what if my husband gets in a car accident? I've heard people think about that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, what if my kids uh, have some type of problem? What's going to happen with the finances? And we start to think, uh, people will actually, they'll wonder, wow. They'll start thinking about a comment they made a week ago. And then they'll they'll wonder, do they hate me because I made that comment? Did that yeah. look bad? Uh, what do I need to do about that? And they, they're actually thinking, they found that they're thinking about something that no one else is thinking about. Yeah. They're worried about, wow, was that really that, you know, this picture or this post on Facebook or whatever it is that they get, Think no one else is thinking about that. And I think sometimes yeah. we truly overthink things. Yeah. Like one of the problems is we, we, we're just way overthinking it. Don't overthink it. Just put it in. And so this rumination, I think, is definitely a problem. Yeah, I think... I think kind of the different
0: personalities, people can really overanalyze things. Um, I think if it goes beyond worry and, you know, it's really got you down and you don't feel like you can leave your home, um, then, you know, yeah, seek out a pastor, you know, seek out some counseling in that. Get yourself some of the help that you need. Um, one of the things I think is huge, it talks about in Proverbs that anxiety weighs us down Um Ways down the heart, but a kind word cheers us up, and I think that happens in church. We're in a society today where a lot of people are at home; they're filled with uh, things that make them anxious. But being in church is a positive thing. Being able to be encouraged by the worship, be encouraged by the sermon, and the things that are going on there in God's word, being fed into your life, I think builds you up and helps to fight that anxiousness that's going on.
1: Right? No, I definitely do, and I think that comes back too to what truth is. You know, an encouraging word that God loves you, cares about you, you can. Pray Pray, that would be truth. Uh, reminding people they're going to be okay. That's yeah. typically the truth of it. And so oftentimes we're focused on things that aren't true, and that's what we've become anxious about. We've we've got adopted some type of belief system that something bad is going to happen, or maybe get in steeped into some type of pessimism. And it and it's causing us to become anxious because we think, oh, I'm going to be in trouble. Or this bad thing's going to happen. And so we, we start thinking about that and we have to sometimes just walk ourselves back off the ledge and say, but what's true. And yeah. I know for me in the past, and I, I remember I called my dad in the middle of the night and I would talk to him and he gave me, I remember a Bible verse. I don't remember which one it was, but it was truth. And and I was trying to, to focus on that and to tell myself, Bill, what you're fearing right now is not happening. Yeah. Because you think you're dying at certain times. Yeah. My heart's not beating. Uh, it could be, you know, I'm, I'm going to die. I have this disease or whatever it is that you're thinking about. And I would have to remind myself, this isn't real. Yeah. You you don't have this sickness. You don't have this problem. Your heart is beating. You are fine. And I would have to literally talk myself off the edge. Yeah. Not that suicidal, but you know, the, Mm -hmm. the, the proverbially talk myself off the ledge and just remind myself, but it's not, it's not true. Like what you're fearing right now, Bill, is not in fact happening. There's no truth. The fear was real, but what I was basing my fear in was not real. That helped to overcome the fear. When I could get my mind back focused on what the truth was, I was going to be okay. I was alive. I wasn't going to die. That finally, I got set free of it. Yeah. So, and I haven't I think, really, fortunately, I mean, it's not something that's plagued me my whole life. It was a period of time. And I think sometimes the times just getting tired. I mean, sometimes when you're worn out, you're just worn out. You're so busy. You got too much going on and it's kind of gotten to you. you know, it's kind of gotten the best. Sometimes you got to take a step back too. Well,
0: it's that time of, you know, when you're alone, when you're hungry and middle of the night, you, you can tend to be afraid at those times. You tend to be weak at those times, but I like what you said about your dad being there of having a godly influence. And if you really don't know too much about the Bible or you're not too strong in your faith, having somebody there that you can talk to and kind of bounce these ideas off of, you know, and the, the devil's giving you these lies of, of, you're not good enough or you're a burden on people, you know, uh, you know, somebody that you can bounce these ideas off of that tells you, Hey, no, it's not that bad. You know, God's here for you, you know, and they can help you. And then it, you know, God forbid that you are suicidal, can point you in the right direction to help you get the help that you need.
1: Sometimes I don't know if people know their value. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe we sometimes, I was thinking about this on the way over, just on another field of thinking, but just, you know, what's your identity? You know, what, what really is your identity? You know, I have a lot of different identities. I have an identity uh, as a father. I have an identity as a husband, identity as a pastor, uh, an identity as a friend with some people. You know, what's my identity with them? My identity is... I'm a friend, you know, and that's, yeah. that's what I am. But sometimes I don't know if people understand that God loves them and how much he really does, Yeah, how much value they have. Just the fact that humanity is made in the image of God, how much value, dignity, sanctity you have. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how uh, rich you are or what kind of stuff, because that's not to me where value comes from. Value doesn't come from my bank account. Yeah. You know, value comes from above. And so if you're sitting there thinking, you know, my life's really not worth it and you're kind of anxious about that, I'm meaningless. I'm not worth anything. Nobody really cares. Man, never allow yourself to think that because it's not true. Because sometimes I think people get to that point in life where it actually brings on anxiety is right linked with depression as well. Yeah. And just that, you know what? I'm not, I'm not good enough. No one really cares. Life's not worth living. It doesn't have purpose. It doesn't have meaning. Or if you lost a girlfriend, a boyfriend or something, and all of a sudden you're like, well, that's really my identity was boyfriend or my identity was they like me. And now my yeah. life doesn't have value. No. For sure. Your life still has value, so you constantly have to come back again to the truth, to the truth, to the truth. Your life has value. You do count. You do mean something. Yeah, I z-
0: seeing that identity in Christ alone, because as we go throughout life, you know, maybe in high school, you were the jock or you were the IT person, you know, and you identified as that, or when you went to college, that's a really stressful time of what's my major? What am I going to be? Does my job define me? Does my marriage define me? Do my kids define me? No, I think it's, you know, having a relationship with God, being a child of God defines us. And then he builds around that. And we say, you know, uh, coming back to that, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, not being middle-aged or, you know, like boomer or whatever it may be, you know, being a child of God is what defines us.
1: Or just old. (laughs) <laughs> Just be old. Uh, we are, you know. I look at too. I mean, in fact, you should put your mind on is, you know. God says, "Don't fear." All the time in the Bible, we say, "Don't fear, don't fear, don't fear, yeah. don't fear." You see it over and over again. Fear not, yeah. Fear not. I'm with you. I'm with you. You walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Fear no evil. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. My rod and my staff, they will comfort you. He's going to protect us. We're going to be okay. Even when we're going through tough times, we're going to be okay. And I think point three, then you know, I I would say, you know, of course, setting your mind on on the on the truth. You know, so you want to put your mind on the right things is one thing that we've talked about. Praying is one thing we talked about, and then just being proactive because for every problem that we're anxious about, there's a solution. I mean, we if we've got an issue, and I, I've told my kids this so many times. Listen, for every problem, there is a solution. You just got to figure it out. Yeah, you will. We, you will figure it out. It's just you, you got to sit there, put your mind on it. And this is the ability, by the way, of, of critical thinking of being able to think your way through a wet paper bag. You know what I mean? Get Again, get out and figure out how to get out of it. There is a solution. So put your mind towards proactive things. And if the
0: solution is completely obvious, like you need to be with other believers, you need help or you need counseling. Don't try to find a different solution. Right go to the obvious one that God's intended for you and
1: get that help that you need. Right, no, I agree. Now, one of some tips I took off the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. I mean, some people, they'll just take time for themselves, listen to music. Uh, They'll go exercise, do yoga, something like that. Uh, Some will eat, it's just their meal. In other words, it's like they have a poor diet that's causing anxiety. Uh, They say actually limiting caffeine and alcohol uh, because both of those can aggravate anxiety. Uh, Getting enough sleep. Daily exercise, uh, doing your best. I, I think is certainly one thing yeah. that's helped me to avoid anxiety. Is just, no, Bill, did you do your best or not? If you did your best, why are you worried about it? Yeah. You did the best that you could. That's all you can ever do.
0: And I would encourage take a social media fast, take a break from that. <laughs> and when, all the what's going <laughs> on, turn off your internet. You probably will sleep better. Don't watch as much TV. You know, uh, take a trip with your kids. Get outside. Get some fresh air, and be a part of the church. Right, uh, where God has called us together. Yeah, I think it's
1: definitely a community. I mean, there are people who are listening they are in church are probably listening to people yeah. on church. Obviously, you know, the church is a community of people, and being involved yeah. with others I think certainly helps uh, with that. But they also talk about you keep, you have to accept what you cannot control. You know, you yeah. can't, you don't control everything. And I think sometimes us trying to control every situation, uh, sometimes uh, trying to be God in people's lives. In other yeah. words, I need to be the one that gets them to the move. I need to be the, you know, if they need to change their heart, obviously, about something. I'm not God. I can't act like I am. I, I try to I try to like this. God's stuff is God's stuff. Bill stuff is Bill stuff. Yeah. God'll do God's stuff. I can't do God's stuff. That's up that's why I pray. Because yeah. I rely on him to do that. And that takes a lot of pressure off me. Yeah. Bill, no, you just do Bill stuff. Let yeah. God do God's stuff. So I can't control everything. Uh humor, they say. Maybe that's why I'm not all that anxious. <laughs> I guess I'm always laughing. Uh, a positive attitude, uh, yeah. getting involved. Like you said, church community, uh, finding or uh, a way to be active in your community, which creates a support network and gets away from everyday stress. I think that's important too. Yeah. Well, I think one of the
0: things I've learned from you over the years is Taking people's criticism and and seeing the value—is there any truth in it? And dealing with that. And if there's not, then put that by the wayside. You know, right. you know, and not really holding on to that and and coddling it and and believing the lies. Right. You know, I think that causes a lot of anxiety and and depression in people's lives
1: well it's interesting i mean they talk too you know about what triggers your anxiety you know figuring that out journaling I, I definitely would encourage people writing down if you're going through anxiety on a regular basis okay um journal it what time of day is it yeah um do you feel hungry uh what are you thinking about what exactly is because sometimes we're the ones that have to figure out because it's us and a lot of times the things that we go through are between our left ear and our right ear anyway so You know, since it is in the way that we're thinking, what is it that I'm thinking about? What am I allowing to get in my life? What am I allowing to get into my crawl? And how do I stop it? Because sometimes it's stopping it before it starts. Like, in other words, you you feel a panic attack coming on. It would be good to know how to slow that down to stop that before that. Because, okay, I know right now I'm feeling stressed. I need to go take a walk. Or yeah. I know right now I'm feeling stressed. I need to go pray or whatever yeah. it is. But but no, and I think talking to somebody, like telling your friends about it, yeah. and your family, you're feeling overwhelmed and and you're having. You know, I just saw a friend shared with me just recently some of the things they're going through and. It, it was good for me to know. I mean, I'm glad to know it and I'm glad to hear about it. And I think that then it can help put me in a place of being a resource, hopefully, uh, certainly uh, someone praying for them and encouraging them. Uh, but yeah, talking about it, I think is important.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes it feels like you're all alone in a room in a dark room, just kind of screaming that you need help. So finding those people that can come around you, not, not that, a blasé Christian that just says, oh, you'll be fine, read a Bible verse, but somebody who's actually there with you, you know, that, that's going to walk through you with this and encourage you and help you bring your spouse into it, you know, your pastor or whoever needs to be to help you get, you know, up and, and through what you're going through right. and help you find the resources that you need. Right,
1: and if that's something that's beyond what you feel like you can handle, and sometimes yeah. people get into a situation uh, in a crisis where they, they, they've, they've tried other stuff, they can't really get a handle on it. Uh, we'll put some resources for you to check yeah. in. We'll put it in the notes of the show and you can kind of look at places you can call. Uh, certainly, you're always free to talk to us and uh, and come yeah. and uh, share where your burdens are. And we'll be glad to talk to you as well. But we thank you for tuning in uh, to this podcast. You all have a great and an awesome week.